Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conservation, a laid-back podcast where we discuss everything from cool animals, conservation, the environment, and what we can do to help. I'm Robert Pike, a field journalist for the Global Conservation Force, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Veal, a world-renowned rhino conservationist and president of the Global Conservation Force. Cool. Uh, Robert, where are we, dude? Dude, I... Well, okay, so here's the problem, is I know where we're not. And we're not driving to the casino of Agua Caliente. We're not going to a casino. Um, I don't know about you, but I do not like... Uh, I don't enjoy ca- uh, casino atmosphere. I don't like the cigarettes and no, no, the, the loud noises and the lights and a lot of people. No, but when we... Okay, so when he was describing where we'll be going, I didn't realize that the Agua Caliente, the casino, was named after the hot springs that we're driving after. Well, uh, Agua Caliente literally means hot water right yeah so yeah i mean yeah we are not there um i just thought it was a clever play on words it <laughs> <laughs> you thought it all was just a joke here i thought so i was like oh what a cute casino name like hot water uh-huh you know but i didn't realize it was an actual like yeah just saying it out loud now now it sounds like silly but yeah now it's it now it's actually comedy again yeah now right? it makes sense yeah um, so I guess welcome to the next podcast yeah. episode, guys. Um, we are in route. We're in route. Uh, apologize again. We've you know we've been really busy. Um, one of the blessings and curses of uh, our industry is I am always working on probably ten to fifteen projects at a time. Yep. As is Robert, as because he's going to be editing, documenting, and doing all the other fancy stuff we got going on to make sure we properly tell the stories from our, our field experiences and document it. Um, but we are currently actually driving a stellar, like, super rad, fully kitted 4x4 Jeep that is set up for an excursion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're not talking like uh, it's got a lift package. We're talking like the back bumper actually holds spare water and there's a shower rack on top of this thing that's pressurized and a slide out kitchen and a small fridge in the back of this uh, expedition vehicle here um, with a rooftop tent and yeah I mean like yeah, they, they really thought of everything. They in, did. In terms of, like, what a camper would want for somebody who's experienced like you and I. And then for, like, the, the intermediate or beginner camper, like, it really honestly has it all. Anything that you would possibly want while you're out there, if they thought ahead and, and already installed it. Yeah, they, they put a lot of time and effort into this. Um, so we are with Explore Horizons right now. They are doing a gala package for our sixth annual Wildlife Conservation Gala. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be releasing a weekend four-day getaway and a 10-day uh, national park tour of the Southwest um, expedition package. Um, they are donating the Jeep rentals, which come fully equipped. So all you have to do is show up with your clothes, add food and fuel to the trip, and you're going. Um, it's really like how it is. It's like add water, and there you go. You got a you got a package. Yeah, I mean. Comically, I had a hard time packing for this trip. Yeah. 
because I felt like I was forgetting everything. I didn't know what to bring. I literally just brought like a couple changes of clothes, <laughs> boots and socks yeah. and uh, the film equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our side is, you know, we want to help these guys out. Um, we like to make sure that all of our partnerships are mutually beneficial um, and symbiotic. So how do they tie in best with our crowd, their crowd, their goals, our goals. And so Robert and I are actually filming um, promotional packages for their Jeep company so that we can, one, highlight it at the gala so it makes sense to folks, mm-hmm. but also so that, um, you know, it's it's something they can use because they want to set up reoccurring annual trips with GCF um, so that we can run really cool packages for folks who, like anybody that are listening right now, you know, let's say you want to go off-roading and you don't have the equipment or maybe you want to go between glamping and, um, you know, resort-based travel, but where we're going off the map doesn't offer the, either of the two, so the trucks and all in one package. Uh, or just say Jeep. Um, these are Jeeps. Excuse me. I say truck. Yeah. I drive a Toyota Tacoma, so, like, my brain automatically no, goes yeah, to that. Yeah. What's cool about them, too, is they look rugged, man. Like, you're, you're not going to pull up to a campsite and people aren't going to be like, ugh, like, check out these bougie dudes. Like, they look so cool. Yeah, they're they're perfectly set up. I mean, like I said, you know, they are 4 by 4 You know, we are, today we are going to the Anzaborego Desert. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're driving um, to Julian, California. We just passed Ramona. What do you think? Okay, so, like, I was thinking about this because I'm always Team Snackies. But what do you think the over/under of us are stopping and getting a pie, a pie here for Bro, tonight? You know we need to make that happen tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, today I think it's off the shelf just because we need to go unless we oh, grab sure, one sure, sure. by the gas station. But do they do one like? Do they do pies by the slice? They do. They do <gasps> pie and ice cream by the slice. Okay. Yeah. Maybe on the way back. Yeah. Because I just I'm also thinking we're gonna be remote, and yeah. so like if something upsets our stomachs, yeah, we're gonna be sad campers in the okay. Hot okay. Sand. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. I, I love that. That's okay. Okay. That yeah, sense. dude, it's I am game. I'll just say that I am totally. Could game. Could you imagine if they're like, because they're they're following in front of us right now? They're like, you know, they're two really cool people, but we just met them earlier this morning. Could you imagine? Like, we pull up the campsite and we've got sushi for dinner and pie and ice cream for dessert and, the- and total noob sauce and we've got the runs and we've got diarrhea since last Easter's because we can't control ourselves. They can hear our tummies like rumbling. And they're, they're like, I thought these guys were like pro field expedition guys. They're literally living on sugar and sugar. These guys brought food poisoning to the desert. Yeah, they brought their own package of food poisoning, guaranteed. Like, it seemed like a good idea at the time. You know, once upon a time. That's so funny, though, dude. So, I mean, yeah. I. Uh, so, starting where Robert was at, Agua Caliente, there are hot springs in the deserts out here. Um, we're going to be going through an area called the Slot Canyons, and we're going to go through the Wind Caves, uh, and we're going to go to um, a, couple, a couple other highlight spots. Um, it's raining on the coastal side of California right now. Yeah. It's clearing and up. And it's though. clearing up as we hit this Julian area right now. Julian's this quaint little mountain town that's kind of cool. It gets snow sometimes part of the year, and everybody in San Diego freaks out because there's white powder on the ground. Yeah. Um, and, oh, we got to go play in the snow. And so the, it's it's actually a little more fun to come through Julian in the summer and the spring. Um, there's some nice hiking trails in the region. But the famous cider and pie. Yep. Oh, actually, that reminds me, dude. I want to see if they got hard cider. Oh, that'd be cool. Because. Well, on the way back? I love, here. yeah, I love hard cider. That'd it's be cool. so good. Um, 
especially if it's like really dry, like mm-hmm. the the brute champagne style. You know what's crazy is like all the places that we're going to this trip, I've never been, and I've lived in California my whole life. What? Yeah, Seriously? Dude, yeah, I swear. No way. No, I swear. I've never. Like, I've heard of it, and uh, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. well, I got to do it one day, and I just never gotten around to doing it. Okay, so I guess in my my memory index, so like Robert and I uh, grew up in the same town yeah. for high school, and um, we had a lot of the same buddies. Still, obviously, still mm-hmm. longtime buddies, but that group of friends we called the Paws. Um, and, uh, many times me and the paws went out to the desert. I just like, I guess I thought you were with us several no, times. They invited me a couple of times, but I would, I'd always had work. Uh, that's um, always the best. So it was always like, Hey, you guys, let's go out and do this and that and this. I'm like, Oh dude, I can't, I got to face yogurts tomorrow. <laughs> Cause I worked at the grocery store at the time and I was either working really late or really early and I could never. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my gig too. And I worked yeah. at the, the wild and home park. I, you know, as a wildlife care specialist, our shift started at 6 a.m., so it was kind of hard to keep pace with them. But mm-hmm. we would take off randomly. And so Hanson Borrego is only like two, an hour and a half, two hours, depending on what route you take, from, uh, you know, inland Escondido, Temecula area. And uh, right now we're taking the mountain route, which I like this route better. Yes, it's nice. Um, driving with a Jeep is actually kind of entertaining because, like, the Jeep is definitely a Jeep, you know, it's high sitting yeah. and it's got a wide wheelbase. So like you got to kind of keep your hand on the wheel, like a lot more cautiously than like you would with like, I don't know, a, a standard compact vehicle. Cause the way the thing does, moves, it like it grabs you in a certain direction and the wheels float. So it, you know, this really? mountain road's a little more fun to drive basically. Yeah. Um, Jeeps though are, are very famously known for being, um, high center of gravity so you gotta be really careful on the turns um so going down the grade uh from julian into the desert is gonna be a little more entertaining as okay, well okay so then riddle me this like why why though like why is it so high was it just for more like all-terrain kind of stuff or yeah like so jeeps are famous for their off-road uh capabilities you know they they're really a utility vehicle if they're really equipped for off-road um capacity which most of them are okay and um they have the higher wheel wheel base clearance um, and axle clearance so that you can more comfortably hit the terrain that you need to. That comes with a cost, right? So that comes with the, the way that the box shape is high. Um, and in this case, we've got a couple weighted items higher up. You can feel it kind of teetering like a tower at some times when you're taking a, a, a sharper turn. Shut up, that's crazy. Um, Tacomas have the same issue uh, but because they don't host as much weight on the roof uh, as this package does, you don't have as much of an issue. But it's actually fairly common if you're in the off-road world to have a, a little rollover or tip if you're with if you're out adventuring. Like I've never tipped myself, um, but I've definitely seen plenty of people do it because you get comfortable and it's not that hard to actually yeah. do it. Well. Yeah. So that's why I'm glad you're trying. We're not doing that this trip, though. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, we're going to go out into the desert, and we're going to off-road. We're going to do some drone shots. Yep. Um, so I'm so glad it's not raining. Yes, it's nice. Okay, so this is another fascinating thing here. If you know the region or if you don't know the region, um, you know a lot of places are desert environments because of the way that the weather patterns are impacted by terrain. So. We're actually going through the mountain that causes Borrego to be a desert. Um, 
right now. That that front that's hitting the coastal and inland area is essentially stopping because the weight of the water in the clouds is losing its water sure. as it's coming across the crest of this Julian mountaintop, right? And yeah. so then the fallout of that rain is actually the backside of the mountain where Anzabrego Desert's at. That's so sick. Yeah. So there's actually some really cool ass places too. We, depending on what we're doing, uh, there's some spots. Uh, I've been out Anzabrego a ton, and there's there's the actual state park, and then there's the um, recreational areas that are outside of the state park. There's some places that straight up look like you're on a different planet. Really? Yeah. Cool. And I might I might talk to them about going to a place called the Pumpkin Patch, and pumpkin patch is cool there are these really rare rock formations and it mm-hmm. literally looks like a bunch of aliens put some like rock balls out in the middle of the desert I think I've heard of this it's so trippy really? it's so weird these and seem like naturally ones. forming yeah but on the way there is like this like lunar landscape of gray opaque muddy white dirt sick it's like rolling tracks yeah and there's nothing more fun than to do it in an off-road vehicle. I was going to say, I'm sure, like, anything that happened to do with, like, off-roading and just grabbing cool shots, I'm sure they'll be about it. Yeah, they, I, they I think seem so. Really, like, they seem with it. They're like, yeah, dude, let's go out and have a good time. Like, it's weird because they're, they're older than us, obviously, but they're, like, it they seems like they have, like, our kind of, like, They um, have our adventure mentality. spirit. Yeah. yeah. When, when I first met the folks, um, uh, the one gal, her name is Maka, um, she's an artist, and she had actually come across us because she was... Support. Hey guys, we will do another restroom stop here at the uh, uh, Oh my god, he's having a restroom stop right at the pine place. Be, uh, Ooh, it's a sign. That is perfect. I uh, got your message. Five out of five. Over. Oh my god, it's a dude. Actually, I actually have to have a coffee shop. I'm gonna get a coffee. Oh, dude. See, I mean, here we go. Robert is now super fat kid. Look at the dong market. Oh, dons. Dons. <laughs> You got way too excited about <laughs> oh, man. Dong Market. Oh, damn. That is Dong's Country Market. Dude, we should open up a place called Dong's Market. <laughs> oh and just like sell like and just sell like pastries. Oh man, I thought we were stopping at a coffee shop. Well, I mean, this is a potty break. Yeah. So I mean, uh, stay tuned, folks. We're gonna take a small break, and we'll be right back on the road and Please. chatting with you in just a few seconds. Um, Robert's got to try to beat Team Snacky right now. I want to find some Snackies. All right. Okay, so... Um, no pie. We're No pie. Or dongs. Or dongs. I know, Robert. One day, one day you'll get your... If I can't have pie, I want dong. If I can't... If I don't have either, I'm cranky. Yeah, one day you'll get your pie dong or your dong <laughs> dong pie. pie. Dude, I'm going to have a kid. His name's going to be dong pie. You'll be like, be like, what happened with him? Like, oh, Robert made him. Okay, cool. All right, we're back on the road again, guys. Yep. Um, Robert, is your door clear? Wow. Yeah, it says your door is not closed, bro. Sounds about like my door. Yep. Okay, there we go. We're good. We're back online, folks. We are at the mountain crossing um, here just before Julian. The sun's actually poking out. Uh, if you take the... We're, so we're on the 78 right now. And if you take the other direction at the fork and the junction here, you go to... The 79, which will actually take you towards the um, Palm Desert, Temecula Valley, uh, kind of backcountry. Was this the same area where the observatory is at? 
Yes. Right? You, yes, you can go this way. You'd actually continue on. I'll show you actually when we're cruising through. Cool. You go a different way. So Mount Palomar. Yeah. Mount Palomar, you would go 79 north. You'd actually oh, go. Okay. You go north of us, but there's um, um, actually so yeah, the, the observatory is not this way. My bad. This way like you it, can right? go to Mount Laguna from this way. Oh, sick. Uh, which is a different a different camping area. I dig this, man. That's what I love about California. Is you drive like an hour in any way, and you're in a different scenario, like different scenery. Oh yeah, we we are gonna literally we're doing today we're doing coast, mountain, desert, yeah. all in uh, an hour and a half um, drive, and uh, yeah, it's I mean it's pretty dang cool. I mean we're really quite spoiled. If you're an outdoors person in California, and you utilize the outdoors, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people who don't live in California get, like, that expectation that, like, oh, it's nothing but cities and stuff like that. But it's so big. And there's so many places. That oh, you yeah. Can I mean, you're not wrong. Like, some of our... We are the most populated state in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, like, 46, 44, 46 million people. Something crazy. And if you feel that sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, you can't get away from people. But at the same time, if you are now a person... There's a lot of places we have in this state that are really cool to get off the grid. Um, I mean, for example, what we're doing right now, I mean, hell. Yeah. Super cool. Um, it's definitely pit viper time. I'm going <laughs> to put my, my over-the-top pit viper sunglasses on. Uh, this this is not endorsed or affiliated with but if uh, they want to but if they wanted to I would accept they all can. of the yeah. ridiculous sunglasses for the fun and ridiculous trips yeah um, which we do a lot of we like, do there's a lot of places where we're like pit vipers just make things better you know our comedy when we were rangers here in southern California was pit viper because everybody was a dirt biking snowboarding surfing you know outdoor person so I feel like we were ahead of pit viper but I'll give them props for starting the company yeah. you know we could have, but we didn't. <laughs> we could have. <laughs> we, we let them. You know, we let them. We gave them our idea, chance. but we just kind of let them like yeah. take off with it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've got a ridiculous comedy skit video of one of our good friends, Julian, wearing hyper-reflective sunglasses before we could actually get something so reflective and so ridicu- ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, yeah, anywho. It's a cool business model. It is. I mean, they're ridiculous. Uh, I, but I love the over-the-top ridiculousness of it yeah. all. Okay, so like ETA-wise, how far do you think we are? Oh. Because we've been driving for like an hour. Okay, so it depends on what we're doing right here. So we just talked about um, the Devil's Ridge, Diablo Ridge, um, as our first stop. Okay. Um, that, roughly from us right now, is... It's an hour and 30 minutes, because what we're going to do is we're going to go down this mountain grade. We're going to go down into the desert, yeah. and we're going to go off the roads. We're going straight on the dirt trails that are jeep trails okay uh, these jeep trails we're going to be winding and curving around and we're headed for what's called fish creek um it doesn't look like the rain has reached the peak of the mountain yet which means any rain that would have come over the mountain and down actually into fish creek off of being mountain runoff isn't going to be there so fish creek will be dry it's not it's a seasonal creek that <laughs> doesn't get water all the time now there's a cider place there's the cider place we are I am making that happen dude yeah dude let's get some cider and pie I'm so about this um there's gold panning I'm gonna eat so much pie dude we're gonna eat pie before we go and have sushi tomorrow oh my gosh yes 
I, you know, we're already looking forward to the food that we're not even at yet. Well, and we have sushi with us. <laughs> I know. So, okay, spoiler alert. Uh, let's talk packing for camping, okay? Usually when you go camping, um, it's either a, what it's what's going to have a good shelf life and be yep. able to maintain on what you're taking it in and uh, what's going to be functional to cook, right? So uh, normal camping, I actually like to do a lot of pastas with, uh, you know, easy to make sauces, usually uh, that potatoes, onions, and things I can cook on the fire. So I am an avid fisherman and I like to uh, fish for mountain trout and I usually like pair that with like pasta sometimes sometimes rice sometimes potatoes um robert and i are like literally working we're going to be doing a lot of filming yeah, a lot yeah. of directing a lot of edits planning layouts so team snacky every time we've stopped for a bathroom break robert has bought new snacks <laughs> he just got more trail mix i got yeah you noticed that huh and well, but the one i bought was that's like a starter pack um, this one is... I hope you know trail mix is going to expedite your uh, your uh, your bowels, basically. No, it's got peanuts. Yeah, that's going to help protein. You. It's good protein, and it's fiber, bro. Oh, but, is it? Yeah. But so, anyways, we got snacks, but we packed light and super easy because yeah. we're going to be literally running and gunning on this trip for, for filming. Yeah. Um, so, with that said, we... <laughs> We went to Albertsons this morning, a uh, local mainstream grocery store that's down the street from where I live, and uh, got some some sushi and some guacamole and some chips. Oh, I forgot about the guacamole. And two uh, Italian sandwiches yep. uh, because we've got lunch, dinner, breakfast, and lunch tomorrow to cover just in case. What's the order you doing? I'm, I think I'm going to do sushi for lunch. Yeah, I'm doing sushi. I don't even know. We'll play it. We'll play it as yeah. it goes. Because it's like hot, right? And the sushi yeah. will be cold. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It might be really nice at sunset. Yeah, that's true. Um, we also are... Uh, essentially, we're... We're glamping. We're, we're super glamping. Oh, my gosh. This yeah, is this the is, fanciest I've ever been. glamping at its ultimate right here. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so like thoughts on glamping. Because I know it's kind of like... I know, like, the, I don't want to say, like, the legit backpackers or, like, the hardcore backpackers. They kind of, like, look down on it, but I don't see the problem with it. All right, so I don't have a problem with it in certain situations or occasions, right? I uh, I actually I enjoy going glamping every once in a while. Like, if you're going to have multiple people yeah. and you're going to have, you know, I don't know, you're going to be there for a long time, it's nice to have, you know, good stuff, uh, basically. And just because you're glamping doesn't mean you can't go do yeah. hardcore adventure stuff. You can build a nice camp, a nice base camp, come back, enjoy it in the, the morning and evening, and go do 15, 20 mile hikes in a day. Totally. I mean, that's kind of what I do on average. I mean, this is super glamping, though. This is kind of more set up like expedition glamping. Like, mm-hmm. So we've got a fridge. That's why we're able to take this nice food. We don't have to pack a nice chest, and our food's not going to get wet and drown in the yeah. it's, a little, it's nice an electric chest. fridge too like it's at yeah. 15 celsius right now so yeah we're set up like this is glamping the rooftop tent it just pops open and we put a leg down and have you done one of those yet i've um, never camped in I've one of been these in one. i've never camped in one huh. 
Um, but I like glamping in the right situation. Like, we're out here actually to do some serious filming for them, and we're going to be in some... It's, it's supposed to be over 100 degrees out in the desert, and it's going to drop to 65 degrees at night, which can be nice. But, you know, after... You know, when you're working, it's nice to have a little bit of comfort. Yeah. Um, I've done the opposite. I've slept many times after a long day at work and just slept under a bivy or what's a, you know, it's like a bivy is just a, basically a, a tarp. A tarp, yeah. And that's just as comfortable sometimes, but you're packing all your stuff into your backpack and packing it all out. This situation, we threw our backpacks in the back seat, threw our food in the cooler, or sorry, the fridge, and we're just Off driving. Line, yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's super cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice to do both. Glamping. So, national parks are kind of nice to have, like, a glamp. Mm-hmm. You said if you glamp, base camp. Um, but, like, you know, if uh, if you're backpacking, you're not really glamping. If you're going to really be doing, like, through-based yeah. camping and stuff. Yeah, um, if you're backpacking, it's a lot more... I mean, you, you, you it's a different excursion, like a different adventure. Yeah, you're choosing your luxuries differently your luxuries are like i brought my yeah. favorite food yeah your yeah your luxury is a canned peach or something yes yeah you're like this weight is going to be so worth it when i eat this mm-hmm. delicious mm-hmm. dessert um yeah that's a different luxury because you're you're bound by weight now is this downtown julian this is downtown julian welcome to the mountain town dude i've never been here before what uh-uh. seriously sure that is this looks so cool it's like uh it's like a movie it's mind-boggling to me bro look at this it's like little old-timey yeah uh, buildings yeah, Julian is a little mountain town. Broke it. Oops, sorry. <laughs> of course, the bike guy. Of course, the bike guy's got something to say. Yeah, and I've got a guy who's cutting us off here. This guy's a thousand years old and is yelling at you. Yeah, I've got, I've got a guy who's cutting the stop sign and <laughs> yeah. looking at me like I'm the like problem. Like you did something wrong. Oh uh, no, they're just right ahead. And they're up like two hundred feet. I know. No, you won't. Copy that. I see you guys. Uh, we got cut off by a cyclist and uh, and somebody who ran the stop sign. So we're just behind you. I like how they were like, we're going to pull off. And it's like... The gas station is uh, at the end of the town. What do you say? Not exactly sure. Um, oh, I recognize... Actually... The, reg- the beanery. Oh, it's a coffee shop. Yeah, it's a good spot. Is it? Yeah, it's actually really good. We might be able to squeeze in a coffee for you now, dude. That's nah, all right. He doesn't have to go to the bathroom again, though, right? No, no, no. This is the last fuel up. So, okay, guys, so another, another smart thing here for desert camping, uh, actually any camping, is make sure you have enough food, water, yeah. and fuel. Um, in this situation, we actually are going to be um, topping off our fuel tanks so that we are properly equipped for the really remote desert trails we're going to be on. Oh, we can get more snacks. Oh my god, you and your snacks. <laughs> man, it's coffee this time. Yeah. Alright, let's take a quick break and we'll come on back. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, nothing was... else this podcast has been like kind of really cool. Like oh, yeah. where are they driving and who are they driving with? Yeah, so uh post the mini drama of people who can't drive in visiting mountain mountain towns, uh we are now fueled up. Um at the top of the mountain, about to cruise down the grade. Um this is Definitely, uh, I don't know. It's I'm stoked. It's it's not a crazy grade, but it's kind of funny because like it actually can be kind of sketch. Really, because people drive like morons. Is it a popular road? 
it is a popular road coming really? up and down. But the good news is most of the folks going down and most of the people coming up are folks who actually know how to drive. Pretty legit. Which is why you were driving. Because <laughs> I, I do not know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, yeah, this dude, guy's back literally as I'm talking about people don't know how to don't Okay, know. so like as somebody who's driven in a lot of countries and a lot of states, how do Californians rate in terms of driving? Oh my Like gosh. I think we just cut this chick off. Um, kind of. I think we kind of did, but she totally also, did. I don't know what she was doing. She you just, know, you gotta be the guy though. behind her just went around her too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Um, all right. Californians, I would say are. Scale of one to 10. I'd say scale 10 for jackasses. Um, <laughs> but that's just because there's so many people. Yeah, there's just the so The chances of you running into somebody who's not a good driver is high. exponentially high. I'd say, okay, if you're on the freeway, people drive like total. Yeah. Assholes. And I and I point for the record, I am in that category. I'm not a very good driver, and but I know I'm not a good driver. I'm not, which is why well, I don't drive. I'm not going to just say bad driver. I'm going to say like aggressive and selfish drivers. Yeah. Um, when you get into these areas where there's a lot of tourists, it's like people throw their common sense out the window. Mm-hmm. Like they're driving half the speed limit. They're floating between lanes. They're making wrong turns instead of just pulling over, figuring out what they're going to do, and making a plan. Um, so we just hit like five of those people in yeah. a short window. I think they all knew each other. I swear. They probably came from the same gathering. Dude, this know. is so pretty. Um, but yeah, think, you know what? Well, here's the good thing though. Again, we're back on the trail mm-hmm. and we are leaving the densely populated tourist spot. Um, poor people that live up here they have to deal with everybody you visit seasonally that yeah but i just like have to be used to it though that'd yeah. be like the same thing if you lived near a beach and you're like oh well yeah that's what it was like when i lived yeah really you, close you, to the like ocean. all those you get all those beach you get people who don't know how to park and all sorts of other stuff mm-hmm. so this is that mountain curvy stuff i was talking about Bresky. this is cool um i'd say though i mean as a general category i'd put california drivers for quality if we're talking quality of overall driver, I mean, if one is, if let's see, I guess ten is excellence, one is terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put them in a average category of six. Okay. To seven. Yeah, that's fair. I would, yeah, I would say a high five. Um, I have driven in places where it is so much worse. Remember how bad Mexico was? Mexico City is a literal nightmare. <laughs> Mexico City is a negative six. But you know what? I'm going to say Mexico City wasn't as difficult as the center of driving through Paris. For real? Yeah. Are there now? Okay, so like, are there a lot of? Okay, so like, are there a lot of people driving in Paris though? A ton. Really? Well, it's not a ton compared to us. But sure. It's a lot. But the streets are busy for the size of the streets. Okay. And areas because like, it's still like cobblestone and stuff right yeah and wow. then like you got the rock the roundabouts and stuff oh. and so it's it's busy but i'd say their drivers are actually really good sure um of course anytime you're driving in a city people can be rude but um like you know i'm giving californians a lot of crap but mm-hmm. i mean like dallas i'm like what happened there geez <laughs> like what is wrong with you guys um really the way they set up their their, their entry points and exit yeah. points promotes bad driving they're just doomed to fail um but then like our freeways are so full on our side that we've got traffic that makes a parking lot look exciting the worst is like when there's like that traffic jam where like traffic's really really bad and then it opens up and there's nothing wrong that (laughs) people rubbernecking yeah because they all have to look at something that didn't happen or it's on the opposite side of the road or yeah that stuff is so obnoxious we get a lot of that but um you know i don't know i'd say some of the 
the most difficult places to drive. They say, and um, I, I kind of, I kind of do buy this. The worse the organization is of the driving, so like yeah. the more beehive, messy kind of chaos it is, the more corrupt the country is. Sure. I would say that in my personal experience, it's kind of true. It's the more corrupt, more corruption area, or sorry, more corrupt issues a country or area has, the more likely you are to have just like pure chaos in driving. That's interesting. Um, so like, what are the example? Uh, the... Mexico City, dude. Sure. Yeesh. That was such a cluster. That's fuck. So how was, how was Cape Town compared to like Joburg? Because I've never been to Cape Town. Cape Town's not bad to drive in, honestly. Really? Um, Johannesburg is not that bad either, considering yeah. the size of the city and yeah. where you're at. Um, I find that South African and just African drivers and Southern African are a lot more courteous naturally than American drivers. Sure. Um, European drivers tend to be. That's nice. He's a nice guy. A lot more courteous, I think. Um, they communicate better with their signals. They're more likely to pull over. Costa Ricans were super. Yeah, they great. were cool. They were great. Um, places like, comically, like people are like, oh, the driving's terrible there. Like some people say, like Hawaii, dude, they're no. on island time. They're yeah. just driving slow. That doesn't mean they're terrible. They're just doing their own thing, yeah. and they're all super friendly. Although I heard, and I don't know how true this is. Maybe you can back me up. But they were saying that you never ever want to pass anybody in a beat up Tacoma because that's a that's a local boy. Oh yeah, you, you don't can pass them. Oh yeah, gonna get, you're begging for a beat. Up beat. I would say, yeah, the Dewey, you you're looking for you're looking for trouble. Yeah. Also, don't drive Jeeps in, in, uh, in Hawaii. Really? Yeah, you're what? asking to get your shit broken into. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Guarantee, you're you're straight up Howley, bro. Yeah. Um, there couldn't be anything more Howley. Well, it's just hard when the rental cars are like that. Well, everybody's like, I'm going to go to Hawaii, I'm going to rent a Jeep. And sure. Yeah. And, then that, and then the local boys who caused the trouble, which is not a lot of people, Hawaiians are amazing people. Mm-hmm. Just There's some folks who look for this... You know, every place has got it. We should go but uh, there. they're like, "Hey, brother, gonna take on that holly, huh?" Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, you got <laughs> your stuff's gone. That'd be, you know what? Like, and that I would probably be in that because I would get over like tourists and stuff like coming into my area and like, you know, because I mean, sure, like a majority of them are gonna be respectful, but there's always that that small that small subsection that's kind of like they're dicks. I feel like, unfortunately, in some of the. Um, the most, I guess, current um, native places, yeah. like so, like Hawaii, for example, of like King Kamehameha's burial site, and some yeah. of like the like these really sacred places, people treat it like it's an adventure park, yeah, and they like don't a, show any like respect. A tourist attraction. So I could totally understand why they would get frustrated, and even how people act around. Like the wild Mayan and Aztec ruins, and and like you know these really amazing historical places of rich cultural heritage, and I mean they're just cool. And people are like, I'm gonna etch it with my name. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, dude, no. I mean, just last weekend up in up in the mountains here in an area called Big Bear, and uh, was on the off-road trails, just doing some trading with Odin and, and hikes. And uh, there's this, like, literally 100-year-old cabin that it's actually it's probably a little bit older than that. I think it's actually it's got to be older than that because the area's from, like, gold and silver mining. 
it's this historical cabin and like not one inch of the the wood and mud from the cabin isn't etched with people's initials like yeah. dude what the i don't hell? get it i'm not i could guarantee you i wouldn't be friendly if i watched you do that or saw you try to do that yep um so i can relate to the locals you know being if you if you're acting a fool you're going to be treated like one there's um it's funny too i follow this one instagram page called hungry hunger hawaiian they changed it now because i think they got like banned or something like that shout out hungry hungry hawaiian but um <laughs> they uh they were posting some stuff and a lot of it's just like the outsiders or howleys they'll like take photos like photos of like touching turtles and stuff which is a huge no-no oh yeah, yeah. Actually get no you don't do that um but they're like hey guys help us find this person so we can reprimand them um but and the same thing happens down here in la jolla people will try to get up to these sea lions like they're dogs oh they give them no personal yeah, space these are wild animals space. yeah, yeah. And oh, I, it's, it's terrible it's weird how common sense kind of goes out the window when you're on vacation well also it's common sense and selfishness like yeah. you want a picture with that animal so bad you're not going to give the wild animal any space and then the funniest thing to me is when people get insulted mm-hmm. that they got injured by the animals like what do you think yeah oh and then they want to like complain to the city it's like no dude you're the one that's going to be getting fined mm-hmm. uh, i think the utmost worst for that is yellowstone people really? do not give the bison the respect they deserve and people get treed sure and i when when you say treed by a rhino that means like Normally, the understood meaning is I ran up a tree to get away. But when people get treed by bison, that means that they like got straight up thrown because they got headbutt into a tree. And there's every year there's somebody who's gotten trampled by a moose, treed by a bison, uh, smashed by something, you know, yeah. maybe an elk. It's just people don't think. Like, it's a, it's a literal wild animal. It is not a... Even if it's a wild animal at a managed facility, like a large safari park, mm-hmm. you still don't do that with the animals. Like, what are you doing? Okay, so, like, l- let me ask you this. Do you think that kind of um, ignorance kind of stems from maybe, like, social media or just, like, movies and stuff like that where they see these? Because, you know, like, obviously for, like, photos and or movies and stuff like that, you kind of have to have, like, a, a more of a calm animal to, like, get those shots and stuff. Do you think they kind of associate that animal with real life or expectations versus reality kind of thing Dude, like, like, what, like in what universe would you think it'd be okay to walk close I to think, a bison I mean I don't know bro it's crazy like, right it's like I feel like these people are taking this opportunity and it's a selfish interest like, you think it's all for the gram you think people are like yeah, hey take my photo next photo, to the bison you know some guys think they're cool some think it's funny yeah. some think oh I'm gonna get away with it like running away from a bull yeah. others are like I'm gonna be famous for this like yeah, I just uh, all of it boils down to selfish drive, but it's dumb. So do you think this is a, a learned behavior that's happened recently, or do you think like in the 1700s, do you think that like George Washington's boys were like, "Yo, let me see how close I can get to this moose"? Probably did it to cattle, but I don't think they would do it to the moose. I mean, back in the day, I would say this is probably a more recent phenomenon. Because okay. back in the day, you couldn't chance getting a broken bone and your face kicked in. Yeah, that is true. That could have, you know, I mean, if you've ever played the Oregon Trail, like we would have lost half of our convoy by now to mm-hmm. diphtheria or something <laughs> somebody would have got mauled by a yeah. bear and the ox cart would have broke free and ran over a grandma i, would I mean have died of syphilis 100 <laughs> percent. yeah <laughs> yeah like, at the gas station yeah they were like where'd you get syphilis i'm like ah before we left yeah and in my, like, my hunting version of the game i would have eaten the cyclist i don't know because yeah. he was in the way and he was yeah. throwing shade for his own wrongdoing oh, he would have been here yeah, it's just like... He was old. He's lived long enough. I ate a red cyclist today. Yeah, but I mean, the... 
I don't think that the the risk and reward wasn't there then. Sure. And it's like, how hast thou entertained thyself today? I was run over by a moose, and it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, well, it's like you say. I mean, like, do you one of those, one of those turkeys? Probably. Oh, yeah. Wild turkeys. Wild turkeys. Yeah, wild, awesome. tur- wild turkeys. Wild turkeys. Wild uh, turkeys. But it's probably too like, like you say, like people back then had a had a really real rational fear of like getting killed. Whereas like nowadays, it's like, yeah, but, uh, I won't die. It's cool. There's like a the, the invincibility yeah. thing that comes with like I saw someone do this once, and I gotta mm-hmm. do it, and. You're like, okay, well, do you have any experience? I feel like all the times I've encountered the public and it's stopping them in these interactions, whether in the law enforcement capacity or in just the, I don't know, person who's looking on to a guaranteed negative outcome. Yeah. Um, You're just like, hey, dude, so you do realize that thing's going to do this? Oh, okay, cool. You do. (laughs) Got it. Cool. I'm going to sit down and eat my popcorn um, called the Park Rangers, but I'm gonna watch this now because now you're providing me a free this show. L- welcome, g- good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Darwin Awards. Let me introduce your first nominee of the night. This is Brad coming from Carlsbad, California. Brad comes from a wealthy family, and he thinks he can do whatever his mom and dad said he couldn't do. So he's gonna do it anyways. Welcome to the electric scooter challenge with a bison, and you know, then he life hits him. Straight up off the damn scooter and yeah, somebody's to blame for my own bad doing. Now is is Yellowstone really as crowded as people say it is? Oh, dude, it's, that it's bad? sad. So I did see um, several of the national parks now are looking at mitigating traffic. They should um, do a lottery system to like enter the park, kind of like how somebody does it for Half Dome. Oh no, I don't know. There's got to be a good way to do it. I definitely am not the person to figure that one out, but I. I it is really busy and in the summer it can be kind of Disneyland busy and it, yeah. it can ruin the experience it's also not great for the wildlife so like managing daily traffic and maybe there needs to be better infrastructure for external parking and internal buses and I don't that know that would be okay I'd be cool with that I mean like, a lot of the national parks did that and it helped with parking and um, entry and extra traffic yeah. issues Oh, poor little deer. Um, yeah, it could do because, like, I mean, I've never been to Yellowstone, but Yosemite, like in August or July, like the village is packed. I, I, I almost can't breathe. And so, yeah. like, Tuolumne Meadows is the call. You go Tuolumne there, Meadows is where it's at. You, you, just, you go, and there's yeah. nobody there because it's that it's that extra hour or 45 minute drive or whatever. But like, dude, it's so nice up there. Yeah, Yosemite, <clears throat> Tuolumne Meadow, 100 percent. The valley, it's gonna be a mad madhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it sucks because yeah. the off season is so cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's still fun. Yeah. I mean, same thing if you're glamping and bringing the right equipment. Yeah, I think I think this would be fun. Uh, this would be kind of cool during the winter. This this would be cool for the winter, especially in the desert. The desert's yeah. going to be a. This is definitely a, a little bit more of a trip versus yeah. a luxury with the heat. Because we're going camping in the desert in the summer. <laughs> I wonder what the temperature's like right now. Uh, it says it's nine or eighty-seven. I Is guess. it really? Yeah, bro. It was. I was so cold before I left. Yeah, we left the rain on the coast, and now we're yeah. in the desert. Um, you're right. You were like, we were like at your house. You're like, it's gonna be ninety-five today. I was like, really, dude? Because it's it's cold and rainy outside. And it was just an hour in a different direction. Now it's like hundred degrees. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. 
Uh, we're so we're in the foothills on the desert side, uh, coming into Borrego. We've left the the down the the, the grade that they call it the yeah. going the, the banner grade. Um, now we're actually cruising out. We're going to be seeing the proper desert. So we're going to see Acatillo. Do you know what Acatillo is? I know it's uh, it's got a well. Yeah, but it was named just like Agua Caliente. Really? For the Acatillo plant. Well, okay, okay. Well, let me guess what this is. What's the Acatillo? Acatillo. Uh, some sort of animal? Uh, no. Okay. A bird? A bird's an animal. Okay. Definitely not a bird. <laughs> is it really? Like it's named after something for real? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Really? Something we're going to see. Okay. And it's not an animal. It's not an animal. It's going to be some sort of rock. It's not a rock. Uh, okay, then that's got to be a plant. It's a plant. Is it like? Is it kind of like a yucca? Um, I'm gonna say no. Would I be able to recognize it if I saw it without any prior training? No. Uh, well, if you were shown a picture and then said, "Find this," yes. Okay. Not prior training. I mean, it's not. It's a very obvious plant once you know what it is. Okay. Is it tall? Yes, okay. but tall for desert, not tall for mountain. Have we passed it yet? We have not yet because okay. we're not actually in the habitat for oh, okay, it okay. just yet. But if you look right here, um, I'm starting to see choya. I'm starting yeah. to see yucca. Same. I'm starting to see uh, creosote, which is that desert rain smell we get. Um, seeing, I'm seeing the change out here because we're now parsley. we're in the desert. Yeah. Now, uh, no Acatillo yet. Yeah. Acatillo is this really cool. Um, slender plant with thorns and small little hard leaves. Oh good, one more thing for you to push me in. You know, it's just like it's like the bush in the jungle. <laughs> that, um, that I was thrown into? You see, I was thrown into this hypothetical cactus that didn't even exist. Um, but yeah, anyways. Agua Caliente. There's Agua Caliente. Uh, the setup out here though, you, it starts to change into a little bit more sand and oh, loose really? dirt. Okay. And uh, we'll see the Acatillo plants, and they have a red flower when they're in bloom. For real. And they look like they, uh, they have this really cool so, highlight. So, I wonder what like our itinerary is going to be like. Do you, are we going to hike at all? We are not hiking because uh, the the main background of this is it's to just for the film the jeeps, film the jeeps, okay. and and be a part of the excursion so we can firsthand talk about it and explain it. And oh, okay, it. that makes sense. I guess that kind of explains the whole reason why we're here. There's no, it would be kind of weird if we're like, hey, let's go out and film these Jeeps and then like let's park and walk away from the Jeep. And and get heat stroke in <laughs> yeah. the summer. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have hiked the desert and long distances in the summer, especially out here. I used to do the uh, uh, endangered bighorn counts every summer, smack dab in the middle of summer, five, four to five days out because I did the backpacking version and you're just literally using binoculars and sighting and counting desert bighorn and documenting how many and which ones and da 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 and that is rough. Um, That's so cool. Literally one of the times I did that it was so hot that year is we got a heat wave at the same time we were doing it and my my handheld uh, thermometer topped out at 135. Really? And it was topped and primarily because we are in a canyon with little airflow and the rocks were very dark black red so, so they were just cooking. ambient heat was gnarly um, I think it was technically 
115, 117 that weekend. But like if you're, you know, in a canyon with no airflow, with radiating cooking rocks, the it bakes up. The surface temperature can get a lot harder. Sure. Also, so. too, like I was just thinking about it, like our ice cream for sure would have melted by now. Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I wouldn't been able to eat it because I'm like driving mountain passes. Yeah. But yeah. I would have eaten for sure. Yeah, you would have been over here scarfing it down. What's that? Scarfing it down? Yeah. 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 Um, this is so cool. So you. So speaking of animals, um, and encounters. I brought, um, I brought a, my, my snake hook. I brought my, my, my tongs to appropriately move or relocate venomous reptiles. You should relocate them all away from me. I will. What kind of snakes do you think are out here besides rattlesnakes and okay, desert so, vipers? Well, they're and, all going to be sand cobras. They're all going to be in the rattlesnake family. Ugh. Um, the Crotellus hellerii, which is the Southern Pacific. Um, the let's see, speckled and red diamondback can also be out here. Really, depending on where you're at, and sidewinders. Really, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, actually, a long time ago. And you're just gonna touch them. And you're just I'm not like, gonna. I'm and no, you're like, no, hey, no. I have got this. I'm not gonna go through a Yellowstone discussion. And be like, look at this one. No, but like, you've got a hooky. You've got a hooky thing. And yeah. you're just like, I'm just gonna pick it up. Yeah, so I am a trained professional with over 15 years of venomous reptiles experience. I also used to teach classes uh, on proper handling, safe removal and relocation for other professionals. And um, what I would bring the snake hook for is in the event that I saw a snake on the roadside, to prevent it from getting hit, I would move it to the side of the road it was going to go towards or off the road uh, or in the sense, sense that if we're setting up camp since we're doing everything remotely if there's one in our camp and it needs to move instead of waiting for it if it's at night or in a precarious position I will gently relocate it and I will use the uh, snake hook and um, a very gentle relocation of it. Okay so like I obviously I don't I'm not. A, I'm not. I wouldn't classify myself as a fan of snakes. No. Like, granted, I don't want anything bad to happen to a snake. But can you relocate it? And then after it's re- relocated, can you tell me that it's no longer there? Like, don't tell me during, because it's yeah. just like Indonesia. No, but I'm definitely. Fine. I'm definitely going to tell you when I found it, so you can. I can enjoy your reaction and be like, Robert, look what I found. Yeah, and then you're like, here, you you remove this one. I'm like, here's you're like, take my hook. I would not actually okay. do that to okay, you because I, I take venomous reptiles pretty seriously because I've seen so many people do it wrong. For real? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if it was a a harmless snake, I'm gonna have fun and I'm yeah. gonna bring it right to you and put it in your lap sure. and say, look no, at your new friend. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. But um, for a venomous thing, I'm not going to play like that. That's so weird because, like, I mean, obviously we've lived in California all our lives, right? And, like, I've seen rattlesnakes before and they're usually just like, rattle, rattle, get away from me, rattle, rattle. Yeah. And you go like, okay, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Like, you that's, know, I feel like and you do on, a lot. To get 99.9% of the time, that's what you should do. You yeah. see a snake, there's no reason to approach it. In this situation, I've been on the desert so much, I know that sometimes that, one, they get themselves into little pickles with the oh. roads, and I don't want to see them get hit by a car. Sure. So if anything, I might help coax them off the road. I might not even have to pick them up. Or two, because we're remote camping, um, 
we might be camping in and amongst rocks where we we spooked a friendo and yeah. got to move a friendo just so we can have piece of piece of uh sure comfort for the campsite but like i was just like i was just thinking like you, you but you'd have to do a lot to get bit by a rattlesnake it feels like or, or i is mean it, or does it depend on the mood i think it's primarily accident based okay but like you know if you're stepping on a trail and you're not wearing close up shoes and you aren't paying attention that's a good way to do it if you spook it or step on it yeah um i'm really glad i turned around and got my boots <laughs> the other way to do it though i mean people get jacked up by snakes because they try to go kill it oh really that's like the number one reason people get bit is they really? try to interfere with it now, snakes. um i'm not advocating to move snakes i'm not advocating to i'm definitely not advocating to hurt them yeah like, Leave it alone, dude. If you don't know what you're doing, leave it yeah. alone. Which is like the bison and Yellowstone. Just yeah, stay away from it. Enjoy it from a yeah. distance. If you don't have to engage it, don't engage it. Yeah. Also, with a bison, leave it alone and give it its space. I mean, same thing with like domestic cattle and horses, dude. They'll jack you up. Yeah, horses are mean. And, uh, oh, look at this bathroom right there. There is. That's a campsite. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We just, right now, we just crossed. So we're headed toward Ocotillo Wells, which is. This is southern outside of the uh, state park boundary for Anzabrego. This is like the main road to take it to get out there. Uh, we're taking one of the main roads. Oh yeah. wow! But that that stopover right there is actually a historical route crossing for the old Butterfield Stage uh, stagecoach route, stagecoach route, uh, where people would be coming from East Coast into California. Really? Yeah. Or Wells Fargo transporting cash on. Butterfield stage Whoa. route. It would be kind of weird to like go from like Nebraska where it's all flat to, I mean, look at this, look at all the hills and the mountains. Yeah, last thing you saw was grassland and then yeah. you come to this, you're like, wow, there's a lot of spiky things. Yeah, here. you're like, huh, well, I'll be. And there's no roads, right? So you gotta like walk over all this stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, dude, how do people do that? Like the Oregon Trail is a real thing. Like I would have, I would have got bit by so many things. Oh yeah, you would have definitely been. I don't know, Robert. I don't know about you back then, bro. I don't think I could have made it. Like, okay, so Oregon Trail, right? Let's just say, like, New York. I don't think I could have made it to, like, Michigan. And those are all cities still. Yeah, but, you know, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. There would have been, like, a number two accident along the route that... 100%. I don't know. I would have had a custom-built wagon. There would have been the, the 1700s version of Daniel Haslick out there yeah. asking if... He needed more toiletry papers. Oh, yeah. No, my, cap, my wagon would be nothing. But, well, do people... Okay, do people use toilet paper back then? Um, they used magazine ads. Shut up. Yeah. And because um, I, I remember learning this about, you know, the old paper, like newspaper. Yeah. And I don't believe there was a proper toilet paper. Well, it's not like leaves big enough out here. Like, could you imagine wiping your butt with some of these leaves? Oh, God, man. Screw that. <laughs> Hell, man. You just... Just shoot me now. Yeah. Everything out here is spiky and spiky. stabby and painful. Not to mention it's hot. Yeah. Ew, yeah. It's like, There's it's an Ocotillo, bro. That's right there. Oh, yeah. Look at these things. That thing? Yeah, they look like some kind of like wiry, yeah. tall green. Oh, those are cool. Yeah. They're really cool. Um, Do they have like any medicinal purposes to it or no? I don't know. I don't know. It's so cool how like some cities around here are named after plants like yucca you know mm -hmm. octia what other ones joshua tree yeah joshua tree national park yeah. those are the joshua tree um there's a i see some cactus out here really some popper cactuses K 
can't remember what kind of, I think they call that Where, okay, so where are the Barrel cactuses cactus. that look like little dudes holding their hands up? Squirrel National Park? Oh, is it? Me- or, uh, in Arizona? It's so weird that you knew that that's what, like, it's weird that I was trying to, like, describe it the best I could, and I was like, dudes holding their hands up, and you're like, oh yeah, boom. Yeah, saguaro. Saguaro cactus. That's proof that you and I have been friends for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, here's I speak this, Robert. this really vague hint, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. Oh, bro, I'm so stoked. We're, we're like proper in the desert now. Yeah, this is cool. Um, still kind of winding down into the canyons, but we're gonna we're going to that Diablo Point. Um, oh, is that what we're doing first? Yeah, Diablo Point. Um, and then we're gonna. I, just, I mean, I think I'll, since you've you've clearly never off roaded like this, then yeah, no, never. Because you've off roaded with us in Ranger vehicles. And, yeah, I mean like. Indiana Jones expeditions, but like you've recreationally never been in a vehicle that's like sole purpose is to, have to go through crazy terrain. Yeah, out yeah, for norm- fun. Normally, it's like yeah, we need to get here or we need to find this. Whereas like we're like oh yeah, let's go down this like this this whole off roading terrain. It's this is all new to me. Speaking of the last off road vehicle we were in when we left South Africa was we were with Grant Folds oh, yeah. in the Pongola Game Reserve. Um, checking out the elephants in the view and stayed in a nice little self-accommodation camp. With uh, Margaret. Margaret? Yeah, she was our host and she was the elephant head of elephant research for Pongola Dam, White Elephant Research Camp. And uh, we ran into a flat tire on our morning game drive to go get coffee. Yeah, it was a big puncture too. Yeah, it was a classic like full stick stab of death to the tire. Um, use the you know the hijack to actually get the tire reset and we're back on our way um i could definitely tell at that moment you had no experience with such things no yeah because normally like back home if something happens you just call a guy yeah you call somebody but yeah. me and grant were excited about changing a tire yeah everybody, everybody knew what they were doing in the house and i was like yeah we'll just watch just because just hang out here yeah this is a good time to go pee all right so check this out dude like we're in the desert wow, look at this. like this is your classic desert view like you got a bunch of plants that are all uh heat and desert era adjusted with a lot of stabby pokey plants all over the place and a big valley and some tall hills around us with an actual mountain to the rear and make some really good shots nobody out here nobody to hear you scream now is that a good thing that nobody's out here or are we the crazy ones i mean like Uh, what is that well okay so like yeah well here's the situation right like if you and i were to be put in an uncomfortable or unsafe situation we would have to find somebody more crazy and uncomfortable than you and i and we're pretty we're pretty you're pretty wild yeah i mean i feel like you know sometimes the people you meet out here like uh, that whoever lives there well like that guy lives all self-contained he's got a windmill a water mill like he's got everything there um but I mean, sometimes like, you know, you know, it kind of feels like the, the scene from the hills have eyes, you yeah. know, like what if we hit the wrong gas station? That's a good point. Yeah. You know, then the what? Fellas lost. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, like, oh man, here we go. But I mean, really, I think the fun thing is when you, when you do get to these remote locations, the people do pass you are of equal caliber most of the time. Yeah. You yeah. do get your noobs out there, got their brand new Gucci kit, and they're like, ah, I gotta go off-roading! And then they, like, get themselves stuck or flipped over, and you're like, oh, yeah. man. And you end up helping them, but a lot of times there's, like, vehicle convoys of folks who are yeah. out here knowing what they're doing. There's a lot of the cool, like, Jeep clubs out here, too. Like, my neighbor's part of one. Um, hence the CB radio. CB yeah. radio is for 
emergency communications and team member communication in a low cellular or no cellular reception zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is awesome. It's pretty damn cool. Dude. Look at this. It's the trailer park. Uh, oh, this is nice. Is it? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Given the situation, yeah. I guess everybody's got a different definition of nice. Different strokes for different people. I don't think about, hey, let me move to the desert the desert or the surface of the sun to enjoy the summer in a small RV and the end. Um, but, hey, I'm not knocking it if you like it. That's your thing. Kudos? Yeah. It's not my thing. I'm gonna say that it's not my thing. That's not your thing. I respect that. That's that's a very well put. Like, hey, I'm not telling you no, but I'm not gonna be there. Like last night for dinner, I had escargot. What's that? Snails, yeah. A snail. Yeah. And that's not people's thing. Yeah, that's not my thing. I would love. I would pay money to watch you eat it. There's not enough money in this world that would give me even at the table with escargot. Oh come on now. There's no way. We're talking oh. about chefs. Like yeah. the the definition of chef usually comes to mind with a French chef, and escargot is a famous plate of uh, luxury. Uh, but okay, so like, how did how would you eat it? Do you put it on bread? Um, it comes made in a garlic and butter sauce with chive, and usually you do have it with a little piece of bread, and it tastes kind of like a shellfish. It tastes uh, somewhere between. Have you ever had conch shell before? Uh-uh. Okay. I've blown into one. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, have you... You've had shrimp. Yes. Okay, it's got the texture of shrimp, but not the taste. It's got... It's, so just, it doesn't have a bad taste. It's okay. got a... Its taste is a mild kind of like... Not earthy, I guess. Isn't those I say it. Is it good? It's good, yeah, it's All good. Right. I mean... Dude, you know, I, I, I'm game to try it. I've gone to so many different yeah, countries and you know, so many different cultures. Like, one of the first ways to work with people and to build respect and trust is you share food. And, you know, you really get to know each other. Well, trust and sharing French food is a little different. But, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's fancy, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Take it, your life in your own hands there, huh? I mean, I'm not afraid. That that's, what I, that's what one thing I do like about you is wherever we go someplace, you always try something new. Whereas, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, pizza and burgers. Yeah, you're like, um, trail mix. Yeah. Gatorade. And I, I just, burger. I know what I like. I like hey, I, it's fine, dude. I'm no knock on that. But, I mean, you know, uh, anyways, had snail. Yeah. It's delicious. So, these are all, these are all Akatia? Yeah, so right now we're looking at, like, a horizon. Wow. Flat horizon with a mountain backdrop of Akatia everywhere. Yeah. Spotted with yucca plants and, uh... Choya. Cool. Choya is brutal if you get stuck by it. That stuff, yeah? Yeah. That's the, what do they call Jumping cactus? Or no? Not necessarily, but it feels like it jumps. Um, Choya just has a ton of tiny little barbed tongue thorns. Yeah, that's they stick on you. Yeah, that looks like the plot of a nightmare. That yeah. looks like... What's that one with uh, Denzel Washington and... The one he's like in South America or whatever? No, he's trying to deliver a book. Um, oh, Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Yeah. yeah. That's the place where people are yeah, eating, yeah, like you. eating each other. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, anyways, 
you know, we're out here adventuring. Yeah. We're enjoying it. We're doing something new. What a great time. Um, I was just headed towards, like, you know, just get yourself some... You got to enjoy the food. Yeah. You got to enjoy the experience. You got to be out here. You got to do it. So you're saying it's important to always try the, the regional specialty of the food. Yeah. So, for example, right now we're near Julian, and Julian's pie. specialty is pie. Yeah. And cider. And cider. So yeah. I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice if we weren't yeah. enjoying pie and cider. You might say that the desert luxury or specialty in some places out here is meth, um, which I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, I would highly advise against that. Oh, more for me. But um, I'm not going to put that out there as a as a general statement. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. say I have seen... Could you imagine? Somebody was like, well, Mike says it's okay to do math. Oh, hell no. <laughs> said the literal opposite. When in Rome. Yeah, when in Rome. Try the local specialty math. <laughs> no one cause of all tooth decay. That's so funny. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think there's a, like a, there's not a regional dish out here. I mean, no, like, no. It's, it's just like... It's California. It's, it's like burritos. Yeah. Like you're going to get some like good Mexican food and I think there's a good barbecue place in town that makes sense uh, you might get your classic fun dive bar with the pool table and the neon glow tube lights uh, I do know of a place um, have you ever seen so you've never been out here that's crazy no never been it's uh, really green so you, have you heard of those those the dragons in the desert and the dinosaurs in the desert I know I've taken uh-huh. pictures of them with Odin there before uh-huh. They're out yeah, here. I've seen the pictures. We're gonna see him. Really? Yeah. Is it from the same guy who makes all that stuff in town? I can't remember. I don't remember if it's the same guy that does like the Vale Lake stuff. Yeah. Um, this is cool. But there's a bunch of cool ornate, really, rusted metal animal figures out here. Um, we are technically now in the off-road vehicle station. Zone. Really? Um. You can see on the edge of this road here as we're driving, there's, uh, there's like little off-road shoots here, yeah. which kind of lead to nowhere, but there are like old abandoned mines in the hills here, which is kind of cool. Also very dangerous. Don't go inside yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which, on that banner grade when I was in middle school, I had a friend that owned, his family owned 40 acres in the hills of that grade that we came down. Really? And there was an abandoned silver mine in those hills, and... We were super young, but we had ended up going into the opening of one of them. We didn't go in too far because we knew it was dangerous, but um, it was like a capsule of a time machine. Really? Walked in and there was like, there were like lunch boxes and can openers and cans of lanterns all in touch left. Yeah. Were they ever to get out in a hurry or something? No, it just was left because it must have been like one of their workstations. Yeah. Some toolboxes. So cool. Do you think it's still there? I bet you by now somebody's probably stolen the stuff. Oh really? Unfortunately, um, but it was pretty. It was pretty cool to go in as a kid. It was a horizontal mine shaft with a vertical drop about 121 meters in. Cool. And we only went about 30 feet in, but it felt, oh really? It felt light. Yeah. We were so far. Was in it there. really dark? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I remember we. This is pre-camera phone days, and we didn't have a cell phone. But we, we made a makeshift little Bernie torch out of a stick and um, I think it was t- like a used t-shirt we found yeah. or something. Literally like, I know this sounds kind of like the Goonies, but I mean it was kind of funny because it's like we had the stuff to actually make something. It never burns the way it does in the movie though. It burn out right away. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, so really, that's what prevented us going in so far, which is actually a good thing. Cool. But yeah, I mean this area's got a rich history to it. 
Yeah, that's what's kind of nice about it. Can you imagine being like a native though, living out here no. back in the days? No. Like not having air. The Native Americans no. in this area were so hardcore, bro. Yeah, yeah like, especially all these cactus around. It's so hot, and like there's not a lot of food. No. Yeah, um, what do you eat out here? I, I guess it's got to be a plant and animal sustains something that sustains you. But I mean, gosh, it's such a hard scape. There are desert bighorn and all sorts of. There would have been pronghorn. Yeah, but they must have been hard to get though with all this like. Oh they're yeah. So None of this has been easy. Yeah. It's not like the population density isn't going to be anything like the mountains. Yeah. Especially without the water. So. Well, I mean, maybe we pause and we come back and yeah. we come back to the next exciting part of the venture. Which it would be cool if you did it like on the way back. Like yeah. The expectations and then what actually happened kind of stuff. Would be cool. Yeah, we'll do that. I mean, yeah. we've definitely told us many a tales out yeah, here. Yeah, how long have we been going for? Um, so the checklist Hour is eight. Robert's got food poisoning. He's gonna meet a venomous snake. Uh, no, don't, say, don't put that out in the universe. He's gonna end up shitting his pants. I'm gonna laugh when it happens to you. He could be, but I welcome <laughs> this challenge and I brace it. <laughs> welcome this experience next time on so. the podcast, right? So yeah, we'll just. Uh, I mean, shoot. We'll see you guys back after yeah. we've come back through some of the washes and the encounters. Or if something exciting happens, we'll just hit go again and join it back in. Yeah, sounds awesome. So, I mean, don't hold your breath too long because I know you guys don't have to wait, but Robert over here is already puckering. I'm excited. He's excited. Um, all right, guys. We'll talk right. to you soon. Cool. Hi. All right, bro. Where are we going? Um, so, the adventure continues. Um, we're in the middle of the desert. What is it? What is it like being out here for the first time, dude? Hot. Yeah, it's pretty hot. It's like remarkably how warm it got all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden we ate lunch under a beautiful setting of uh, canvas. Yeah. It's quite. It's quite enjoyable. I wonder how far do you think we're going? Uh, I actually do know how far we're going. We're going to be traveling about an hour's distance through the desert. For real? Yeah. So our next stop is in about twenty minutes. Uh, for those that would like to check in and where we're at right now, we are in the backside of Fish Creek, um, getting close to the uh, mud caves. Um, so we're kind of in this desolate wash. There's, there, we're on a, we're on a designated jeep trail. Yep. And uh, I'm driving on sand using four by, following in tow with our lead vehicle, which is. Again, the Explore Horizons, or sorry, Explore Horizon um, Expedition Vehicle, and we are driving Jeep. It's like, totally dude, kidding. It's like going to the moon. Yeah. It looks so alien out here. Uh, what we what do we do for lunch there, bro? We had like this really like cool uh, like canopy thing. We hung up between the jeeps, and then we had sandwiches and guacamole. This was uh. How would you? rate your first desert experience well 10 out of 10 because we're doing everything that i like doing <laughs> you know we're filming we're off-roading there's food <laughs> it's really got it all this is a this is, a perfect, this is pretty awesome these jeeps really handle well too this so is well pretty cool and the gravel is so loose like this is sick. yeah we deflate the tires down to uh i think it's 20 psi uh, for those of you guys that know what I'm talking about, and so that the uh, tires expand a little bit, get good traction. Now on how this. do they? How do we reinflate it? 
How do you read that? Yeah, no, how do you reinflate it? Oh, you've got an air compressor in the truck here? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've got one in my truck as well. Sorry. Wow. In this Jeep. Um, yeah, dude. Pretty cool. That's so awesome. far, we are the only people out here because it is 100 degrees. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen anybody in like what? And like 30 minutes before we got out of the road. Yeah, we're, we're in the thick of it. Yeah. We're cruising too. We're actually getting some good speed out. Yeah, there. it was hard finding or following you guys with the drone. You guys were booking it. Oh yeah, yeah. For throwing some epic drone shots, that was pretty cool. That was cool. Flying in tow, racing behind two off-road Jeep oh, look vehicles. At this. Okay. Oh yeah. Here's a dry wash. Looks like it was. Uh, sorry, we're in an entire dry wash. But this right here looks like it might have been wet up and close uh, to just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Still got a little bit of a dark color. Cross in. This is some dunes on our left-hand side. That's, now, pr that's pretty rad. How far are we from, like, Mexico? Mexico. As the crow flies, uh, we're probably about 60 miles. No, maybe 30 really? miles. Really? Yeah, maybe less, actually, because we did go a little bit further south, so let's say between 15 and 30. Because huh. I think Escondido is only, like, 32 miles. Uh, so now so we're off-roading cool. in the middle of, like, a what looks like the last time water flowed through this desert valley yeah. um, within the last maybe I'm going to guess month based on how you think so? yeah because see how the the mud curls right there yeah. and it's dried oh yeah and no one's driven on it like that doesn't just happen over there okay so you know one thing we are being cautious of right now since it is raining on the coastal side is if that rain came up and over into Julian this could become a flash flood for real uh huh cool yeah for us, luckily, we would just make a sharp right turn and we'd be fine. Um, really? Yeah, we just need to get up above this. Cool. But flash floods can be pretty serious, uh, especially here in the desert. So. Rad. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy how, like, driving out here, there was, it was so overcasty and foggy, and there's almost no clouds in the sky. Oh, yeah, it's just, like, speckled and hot. Yeah. Classic desert, dude. Classic desert. All right, well, we're going to come back to this... Um, I guess next is probably right about the time frame we set up camp because yeah. right now we're 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 Baja we're, racing we're out in the middle think, of right? the desert in a actual wash and it looks like we're racing on the surface of the moon. Yeah, dude, it really does. So I should probably give all attention to this, uh, especially since we're going pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Cool. Cool. Make sure that this is not blowing straight into my mic. <laughs> Could you imagine? You're, oh, like, you're like, hi, welcome to the podcast from inside a wind tunnel. A wind tunnel? But you didn't see that coming. Okay, there we go. I'm just going to hold it like that. That should be good. That should be good. All right. Uh, hi, Robert. Hey. Dude, the amount of, like, dust boogers I have in my nose is insane. I, know, I can't even reach them because I've got to hold on to the steering wheel. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like one big dust rat booger. bunny yeah. booger yeah, thing yeah. right now. I guarantee if you like patch your chest, it'll like have a little like dust. shadow clone of you. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd leave a hand mark. Yeah. Um, so. That was fun. We just wrapped up uh, the adventure. I guess technically we're still adventuring. We're, yeah. we're leaving Anza Borrego, Ocotillo Wells uh, area, headed back towards Julian, California. And uh, we've completed the overnight with the off-roading adventure. Yeah, it was fun. This is your first time going to the desert here. Yeah, 
like, um, what's your what's your review on what we just did? This so, is pretty normal yeah, to me. Yeah, no, this is pretty awesome. Uh, had I had done this differently, I probably would have chosen a different month. Yes, uh, it was I hotter than Satan's butthole. Yeah, and uh, it gets hot down there. See, I wouldn't. We would have not been doing this had we not be. Beef- we would not do this if we weren't filming yeah, for yeah, this yeah. to be for the gallery. No, no, no. I, and yeah. I totally get it. But um, no, it was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Um, Generally, desert I got a nice tan. is a winter activity. Yeah. But no, it was cool. I was really blown away at just how proficient the Jeeps handled on everything. Oh, yeah. You know, like everything had a purpose and we used everything on it. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was really cool that like there was like so much conscious forward thinking and like the development of it that you're like, oh, okay, cool. I need this. And it's in an arm's reach. 100%. So it's yeah. like it's like uh, it's really well kitted out and built but it's also extremely usable nothing's just like dead weight yeah and like I'm not a very good driver nor do I like driving but I could see myself doing okay with this oh yeah you do fine like it's nothing that's like oh my gosh this is out of my wheelhouse especially since these expeditions are led by uh, Maka and Miro the founders and owners of Explore Horizons um they do a good job coaching. I mean, I didn't need to be coached for the off-roading, but it was nice to have a spotter, and yeah. he's clearly an experienced spotter, which the fact that he even thought about being a spotter and having radio communications in the desert, I was impressed because you can never underrate, so you should never overthink and underdo safety when it comes to these remote adventures. Yeah. Even if it's in the U.S., we broke down out there. We didn't see anybody until we were in, like, the really, really close yeah, to public like zone. five minutes from the... So we could have been, if we didn't have comms or enough water or the right setup, we could have been up Schick's Creek with a, without a paddle up there. Yeah, it was a fun. That was a fun trip. I uh, I was really really excited at how everything turned out. What did you think of Diablo drop off? I thought it was cool. It was weird because like we were the first because they went first right, and so I had the drone. And the drone is really cool, but it doesn't really serve it justice until you're, you're at, like when we were doing it. It was a lot more steep than I thought it was. Yeah. And uh, there was a couple of times where I'm like, oh, dang, this is kind of cool, you know? Yeah. And well, like you say, you know, having that spotter really, really makes a difference because you're like, oh, okay, driver's side a little bit. And you're like, all right, straight, straighten it out. Okay, passenger side a little bit. Okay, straighten it out. And like, I'm sure without the spotter, it would have been, you know, I'm not sure like harder, but it would have been a little more challenging. It, you know, it's not that it's more challenging or harder. It's actually, it can be more dangerous. Yeah. You know, you're... You know, Jeeps are built for off-roading, and uh, so are, you know, Toyota Tacomas and how you set them up. But you risk uh, either getting stuck or turning over or rolling over or, yeah. you know, breaking something if you don't if you don't pay attention to that. And then that ruins the whole experience, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, if we got stuck out there, even though, like, we're equipped for it, it'd still suck. Yeah, well, that too, and, like, we're out here filming, and it would have been a bummer if we were like, sorry, guys, we broke your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the only thing that came through my mind. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to do that. But yeah. um, no, it's cool. I think overall, you know, another thing is, you know, the tents were super comfortable. Yeah, really nice. Uh, they were not hard to set up. They were really intuitive. Like unzip, open up, and secure the ladder, and that's about it. I really would like to have done that, like, been in that kind of tent, like when it rained or something. Because oh, you're, you're off the days. ground, right? So you just get to enjoy the whole benefits of the rain. Yeah, you, yeah. You, plus, man, out here, if it actually rained, the smell of the desert rain yeah. is so amazing. Which apparently you can't smell. Yeah, I can't smell it. Um, so 
so I guess I would have just been You just have to describe it to me. Yeah. Paint me a picture. I'm going to Bob Ross that one for you. Yeah, that'd it's be awesome. to give you a little friend in the desert. I'd be okay with that. Um, yeah, I mean, see what we else. We didn't see a whole lot of wildlife, which was to be expected. It is dead smack dab in the summer. Uh, well, not really. I guess it's at the end of the summer. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like real summer out here still. Yeah. Uh, desert summer. And, you know, the, a lot of these creatures are uh, smart. They're not going to be out here baking in the sun. Yeah. They're going to be nocturnal and percussular for some of them. We saw a giant jackrabbit. Yeah, and we saw one of them scary spider things that we thought was a cricket. Oh, God, that thing was not cool. That thing ran so fast. Yeah, yeah. Pseudo scorpion. Uh, not. I'm trying to think what else we saw. I think that was about it. That's about it. Uh, one major bonus to being out here is there's no mosquitoes. Yeah, I noticed that. So I usually get lit up by mosquitoes, and I was just chilling. Yeah, yeah, because usually like I don't have to worry about it because they're they're biting you. But like I didn't even I didn't there really wasn't any bugs or anything like that out. Like you didn't have to worry about them even landing in your food or anything. No. Um, what about the uh, overall experience? So you got mud caves, you saw yeah. the wind caves, yeah, you saw the slot canyons. Mm-hmm. I uh, thought it was really cool. It was weird because like you almost have to remind yourself that you're still in California, you're still on planet Earth. Yeah, we're only like an hour and a half yeah. drive from home. Yeah, because it was so like removed from, it's a whole different landscape, right? So it's, you have to keep reminding yourself like, oh, I'm just like an hour and a half from the house. You know, yeah. like it's not very far. And, and yet it seems so different than our natural with the landscape we're used to. Yeah, I mean, comically, it's just like, it's not that far away. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you can do this, you can actually do the desert camping a million ways too, right? You don't have yeah. to just come out here in an off-road vehicle. You can come out to Antebrago and see the flower bloom, which is incredible. This whole place turns into like, like dotted red, yellow, pink, and purple. Really? Yeah, all of this, like all these ocotillas that you're looking at in the horizon right now, they're all painted red with their flowers. Cool. So this entire valley is green, red, and brown, which is weird in contrast to see it like that. Yeah. Um, and then the flowers, you can go to like Palm Canyon and hike those really cool trails. And there's bighorn sheep there. Cool. Uh, endangered desert bighorn. Um, if you're into the night nighttime reptile herping situation, you know, desert roads uh, at nighttime about give or take an hour always really cool to find what critters are using the asphalt to warm up as it starts to cool down temperature in the air yeah. um, you can you, there's places to tank camp like I said but there's also like I, mean, I guess there's some cheeky things on the other side of town too like we were talking about dive bars and there's yeah. like a little western town that's kind of a mock western town um, but you could easily today for example we're gonna get home at a decent time. We could go from the desert, have lunch in the mountains, and surf at sunset. Yeah. All within a couple hours. Yeah, I remember that was like the thing we were growing up, right? Was yeah, like that was the, the challenge. Morning, the challenge between our skating, buddies and was like get all three of them done in a day. Yeah. So we surf at sunrise in that situation, and technically off road at home in the desert, and you know do the snowboarding at the night shift again. That's another thing. Is it feels like forever since we've actually been surfing. It has it's been. been. It's been before so Costa Rica, yeah. I mean, normally we used to go all the time, but yeah. I think, again, with like how busy projects have been, and I don't know, maybe 
It also seems like since COVID hit, like everybody and their brother is oh, so crowded. surfing are yeah. out there. So it's it's kind of killed the scene a little yeah. bit. Especially too, because like our the beach that we go to used to be like super legit and like not very many people, and now it's it's a parking lot every single time. Yeah, well, the high school kids that weren't in high school, yeah, were all hanging out there. Oh, yeah, that was a little lame. So yeah, I mean, I look forward to it returning, <laughs> kind of to normal-ish. Every I feel like every time I'm like, oh, it's kind of getting normal. It's yeah. not, and it's yeah. like, dang it. Um, yeah. Like, uh, let me turn down that squelch Like there. in Africa, right? We were like, oh, dude, how cool the mask mandate's gone. And then we landed, and we're like, psych, put that mask back on. Yeah. We're like, yeah. oh, we didn't even get to see it. We didn't even get to go. It's like, hey, we're, the, we're catching up on vaccines, and we're seeing a decline. Yeah. Oh, we're seeing a spike in JK. the Delta virus. Or, sorry, Delta variant of the virus. So, okay, here we go. Back to start again. Yeah. Um, but, no, I would definitely do this again, man. This was really, really fun. I think, like... We, so we dug the desert. Desert's off the list. I think it would have been really cool to take this like up in the Sierras. I think, see, like that's where I'd love to go. Like, yeah. I always love getting up into the mountains. I love the desert. It's not 100% my vibe, though. Like, sure. The, the, uh, the, the Sierras, whether you're on, like, the National Park side, from the west side, or the mid-Sierras, or the eastern Sierras, I mean, shoot, it's all so cool. Yeah. There's so much to see up there. I would love to take... A couple weeks, like they said, the longest trip they do is 21 days. Yeah, can you imagine if you did 21 days through like the entire Eastern Sierras? That would be cool. That'd be so rad. But their, uh, I guess one of their uh, main trips they do is like uh, Arches National Park, Moab, Monument Valley, uh, Grand Canyon on the North Rim, yeah. and then somehow in the loop of how they do this, they come through New Mexico as well which like that's a really cool southwest tour yeah it's that's a, one of those ones that like you do it so well that first time like it kind of like the bar is just so high oh yeah you know because everything's taken care of this is an American safari yeah yeah it's a great it's a great way to put it this this would be the American safari you are going to of the southwest but man they could really do well even if they went up into like the Tetons and yeah. Wyoming it's a really cool setup I'm uh, I'm excited that they've joined forces with Cool Conservation Force to offer such a, a cool package that benefits our wildlife protection efforts. Yeah. It's, a, it's a different thing. Um, how would you have felt you would have rated yourself had I just jumped out of the driver's seat like I do sometimes and put you in the, in the, on the hot seat? It depends on where, like right now on the, on the asphalt road, I think I do okay. But okay. So um, basically, minus the adventure. No, I think I would be okay. You know, I, like it wasn't as... I think I think what it was too is because like in Africa and everything like that, like the driving is so much more hardcore. This was definitely a lot more st- uh, structured, and I felt a lot more comfortable. Like I like I feel like I there've been parts where I could get behind the wheel, no problem. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, they definitely did a really good job at like um, setting a pace that wasn't going to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And of they, course, they they knew that like I was comfortable, so they weren't like afraid of certain things. Yeah. But like they also know like when we were filming. We're being conscious of like not making it look super extreme. Like, yeah, we want to make sure we give the right impression of what they do, because like not everybody's like looking for that crazy yeah, adventure. Wants that extreme, like yeah, because a lot of times people come out with their family. They're like, yo, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time. I'm not here to like, yeah, you know, have this desert scene chase. I don't want to go barf up my milk in the back because yeah, exactly. you took me down a Diablo Cow Canyon. Yeah. yeah, no, it was it was fun, but I, I meanwhile I'm like really, really hiccuping and giggling. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool. 
what do you think your mom would do on this trip? Because your mom's like, she's she's got a sense of travel, but yeah. she's not like kind of hardcore adventure, but she's seems like she's kind of branching out that way. Yeah, no, she definitely loves the outdoors. I just don't think, I, like you, like you, I don't think she would dig it in the desert. Uh, she likes the trees. She likes the elevation of the water. But I think this would kind of be right up her alley um, in terms of like just the sense of like adventure mobile where yeah. it's got it all where she's like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, like I can do anything and everything. And like it's not technically her car, so she's not afraid of putting miles on it. And um, I think I think she'd really, really like it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Andrew's a vegetarian, too. So it like it works out. Yeah. So Maka and yeah. Miro are vegans. And so they offered to cook for us, which we accepted. Yeah. And, uh, it, she made some really good stuff. I feel like that's a whole different world of cooking. It's a different, uh, it's a different beast to like not use all the things that like I traditionally grew yeah. up knowing how to do like things like binders of eggs and all the stuff. You know, nowadays there's so many ingredients that yeah. make it a lot easier, but like still it's a challenge. Yeah, for real. Um, so how it's off to that. And it was tasty. Yeah, it was tasty. It was a good time. I am excited to go get sushi though. Oh my God. Yeah. Sushi. Um, yeah, that's going to be refreshing. I mean, we still have ours packed. Yeah, I know. But the, but we did eat our guacamole. Yeah, no, we took that down. We inhaled that. Um, that that matched it. Uh, sushi because they offered so much food, we, we yeah, kept we it like, for yeah. lunch this coming week, huh? Um, but yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to get home and look through some of this footage and take a shower. How rad is that refrigerator that's in this car? Oh, it's dope. Yeah, I mean, like the fact that we were able to drive out to the into Akatia Desert and have sushi and cold guacamole was insane how about the cold water right as yeah, midday awesome. hit yesterday they started getting real hot it got hot. so hot dude like I, we, we were outside for like an hour and I was already got I already got sunburned like barely like I was barely outside yeah. and I was like oh my body hurts you're done yeah so the the cold water was a was a refreshing victory what are you thinking are you gonna go uh, are you gonna go for Julian Pie when we stop at Julian I don't know. See, I don't want to ruin my sushi. That's true. The sugar I'm, high is going to ruin yeah, you. Yeah, like I don't want to fill up on pie. Yeah, that, um, that will that will ruin you. I wonder if, I don't know, maybe. Because if I order a whole pie, I'm just going to eat it. And I don't want to be fatty fat. Fatty fat. I think I'm just, yeah, I think I might skip. Because I know they have like, they have the pies for sale like in town. Yeah. So I think if I'm craving, craving pie, I'll just go in and get it. But like nothing beats the fresh, like a fresh piece of pie with ice cream. You know what we just got to do, bro? We just got to come back and yeah, pop and yeah, enjoy Yeah, let's Julian. do that. I think that sounds cool ticket to half day yeah that sounds fun because it's I, not even like that far no it's not especially now it's gonna start cooling down yeah it's nice to do some hikes up there and oh yeah enjoy it instead of uh just rushing through because we're working on one thing yeah, or the next. Uh, in a project or got something we got to do but they're like i mean that's gonna be hard for us because we have so many things planned for the, for the rest of the year yes this is true that's the that's the craziest part is like it's only september or august excuse me and it's like the year's already booked and planned and oh yeah it's, done. it's august and we're already looking at like january midway into two, 2022 yeah gotta try to force ourselves into the moment here a little bit huh yeah it's pretty wild but uh so now after this trip you can identify chris Akatio. yep choya yep um you've been off-roading in the desert yeah yeah you've gone down a pretty cool canyon that I'd say that was a really fun one. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that there was nobody else there too. We were super lucky. I know exactly what they're talking about. Like, you come out here sometimes, and you, you definitely are coming across a lot of folks because 
it's a lot of a lot of people utilize the desert space out here. But like, okay, so like that was the part that I kind of didn't really understand. Is like they were like, oh, there's a lot of people, but it's a one-way hill. Why would there be so many people? Like, what did you just go down? And- no, you. I mean, you can't all go down together. You gotta. So like, we space each other out because if if I slid, I would have slid right into the next jeep. Sure. So like, there's so many people going to that spot. Like, I've actually been there before, and there was like 15 cars waiting to really? go down. Because like jeep clubs will come out. Sure. And then like independent off-roading groups, and you know, weekend warriors, yeah. and before you know it, there might be 15 cars there, and people are trying to be safe. Some people aren't safe. They're just being. I don't know, like over the top, and they get stuck, and that jams yeah. up the entire line. And Super then extra. two people are getting them out, and you know, all of a sudden you got a one-way road jammed up. Yeah. Or you got some special, you know, friendo who's like, I'm gonna go in reverse, and yeah, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Or like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to drive up it instead of go down. And so then they gunk up the entire way. That makes sense. So uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. But do you remember driving this way? Sure do. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, beginning of the podcast, we're coming this way. What's that? Beginning of the podcast. Really? Yeah. Same road, dude. Huh. You lost. You lost, Paul. You lost. Well, I guess to the next sign, right? Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll be tuning out for this adventure. Uh, don't forget to find us on social media. Social media, so, Instagram. So the Instagram, yes. The face. Yep. Well. Facewebs, yes. yes. Facewebs, the Facebook. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, that's the right one. And then, um, yeah, so coffee underscore and underscore conservation yep. on Instagram. Um, if you're listening, don't forget to subscribe and uh, rate the podcast. It helps us. Uh, if you're looking for the adventure, this one is a good one here in Southern California. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily have to rent Jeeps, but if you want to, I'd highly recommend these Jeeps. It's really cool. Um, if you're looking to kind of get your feet wet into a real fun ex- expedition, they customize it, all the cart it, and make it really something fun for yeah, it's a good anyone. Time. Um, whether it's with your parents, or it's your best friends, or it's with your colleagues from work, or just solo, you want to cruise out and adventure. Yeah. It'd be a great adventure for anybody to take on. And uh, I would highly recommend it. And I'd say, desert, remember, you don't want to travel in the summer. But summertime is great time to go up to the eastern sierras and these trucks would make that so fun oh, walk the park. yeah so you would really enjoy that adventure um definitely the closest thing you're going to get to overnight excursion overlanding type uh expedition camping that you would do in africa here in the united states um and you know, like I said, they offer anything from weekend getaways to 21 days. Like, that's a full adventure excursion. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing to get in on. Um, and you'll really get to see, like, the actual places. You know, you're going you're gonna to make your little stop through some tourist stops, but you're going to actually get to see, like, you know, in this case, Anzabrega Desert, Ancotillo Wells. Yeah. Uh, now Robert has filled in a little piece of the blank map that... Was yeah. in the shadow of his own hometown. Yeah, right? Like, I feel so, like, it's weird because, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been to here, there, like, this country, that country. And they're like, have you been to Borrego Springs? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, you haven't driven an hour away from your house? Yeah, he's like, what are? Yeah, what this? So, yeah, I mean, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm having a good time. What's uh, what's the next adventure we got going here? What do you, uh, what do you got next? Like, adventure, adventure, I think. 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, like, as I know you, we're going, we've got a couple of things on the books, but I guarantee you something's going to pop up before then. Yeah, and curveball us? Yeah. Probably. Because um, that's kind of how this year's been. It's like, hey, do you want to go here? And it's like, next week, they're like, hey, let's go here. And yeah, here's a curveball. Yeah, which is good. You know, it's fun. Um, P.S. Keep your eyes peeled while we're going through this canyon. There are desert bighorn in here. Cool. Cool little spot, but uh, I'm trying to think. I guess you know what we gotta do is see if we can get another GCF team member on on the line, so we can go over some of the past past trips. I mean, shoot, even pulling Chile on a second time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because there's so many stories yeah. to tell from the dang comical or things. Or like uh, like Weston would be cool, or like Lauren. Or yeah, either the Laurens. Uh, November Foxtrot. One day we'll get Amadine on. Yeah, one day we'll talk Amadine on here. We'll figure out how to trap her in the car and yeah. get the, the 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 mic set up with her phone and be like, yeah. all right, this, we're just talking. We're just, just talking. Just having a conversation. Um, yeah, I mean, we got we got things to do, yeah. places to go, projects to work on, and I guess the next real, I guess, adventures are our fundraisers. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Those are going to be keeping us real busy. Those are cool. Try to keep our ship afloat into the next year <laughs> with with yeah. all the fundraisers. We've got Big Bad Voodoo Daddy concert and uh, I completely forgot about that. The gala, yeah. obviously, since we're out here filming this for the gala and uh, World Rhino Day. Man, how did I almost forget that? World Rhino Day. What day is that? September twenty second. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the the putt putt, the mini golf. Yeah, we're gonna do the mini golf tournament. Yeah. It's be something else. Um, so I guess shoot until the next time yeah. we'll catch in folks but well, sorry, we'll catch up and tune in again yeah, we'll um, know what we're up to. and we'll make sure you guys get some entertaining stories along the way um, that also correlate with some of our conservation activities here sometimes maybe they won't I mean yeah. I think at this point we've got we've got enough episodes to make you know we're going to keep our conservation theme don't let us don't let us let you down there but we've got plenty of friends in different industries that yeah. also can tell you the adventure stories that correlate to enjoying our wild natural places and spaces yeah. around the world um, some of which will be at their cost uh, you know simple funny comical things but we'll, we'll start broadening, broadening the envelope out here so we can make sure that we uh, keep it fun and entertaining everybody yeah cool alright then alright friends to the next time we'll catch you guys for this uh, podcast of coffee and conservation. I'm your one of your hosts, Mike Veal, and sitting next to the mustached Robert Pike. Yeah, that's me. All right. Toodles. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>